Summer driving is here, and so are the red-hot deals on the best tire brands at Dobbs. Money saver June deals on new sets of Goodyear, Cooper, Continental, Michelin, and Pirelli tires. Click on GoToDobbs.com to find your next set of tires today. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Let's head to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line and wish a happy Thanksgiving to our friend Ricky Horton, broadcaster for the Cardinal Network on KMOX and FS Midwest. Good morning, sir. How are you doing? Uh, good morning and happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Good to be with you. Hey, I, I want to start with this because you've been around this team for such a long time and you know the impact that a guy like Adam Wainwright has. And it kind of looks now that the Braves signed Charlie Morton like Wayno will be back. But can you just give us an idea from the other pitcher's perspective how important Adam Wainwright is to that staff? You know, you know, I've been thinking a lot uh, this this off season about how uh, w- one of the issues that players had during 2020 is the fact that they weren't even together very much. Think about you know uh, all the all the COVID stuff that we've been dealing with, but the fact that they couldn't even really spend a lot of time uh, with each other. And I think you learn more from your teammates in, so, in some cases than you learn from coaches. I really do at the big league level. And when you've got a guy like Adam Wainwright, he's the supreme teacher. And and it, and I'm not that's not a knock on coaches, but I, but I really do think that your teammates become a great barometer for, for where you're going, what you need next, and it can be said in a way that you take it better. Uh, and I think Wainwright's that kind of guy to have uh, in your clubhouse, uh, maybe, maybe the best kind of guy to have in your clubhouse. You could really say the same thing, Rick, about Yadier Molina. He's a guy that provides a lot of stability and a lot of mentorship to a lot of other players as well. So where are you at on the scale of Yadi returning to St. Louis or going elsewhere? What's your gut telling you? Well, my my gut telling is telling me that he won't, and I don't really like listening to my gut in this case. I mean, honestly, I mean, I, only because I just think some team's going to say, "Look, this guy is just too valuable right now, uh, and could be the one missing piece for us to turn our pitching staff around." So, so the Cardinals have had great pitching. We know, we know that for a very long time, and you know, Yachty's a part of that. And but there are teams that maybe have underperformed pitching wise, and and we're not really used to that on a daily basis. Eight, nine, ten runs a game, but there are some teams that are that are that are, that have the offense, which maybe we have not had, but they don't have the pitching. And I think they might see y- Yadi as that boy, that missing piece that we'll overspend on. And you know, again, I'm I'm hopeful. I'm still hopeful, but uh, I think I'm just I'm just I guess a little concerned that some team's going to want him want him more. The other part of this, Rick and. Uh... John Mozeliak is great at taking the emotion out of this, but by the time the Cardinals are prepared, I think, to win another World Series, I, I kind of don't think Yachty is going to be around. Is that maybe the, the approach the Cardinals need to take is get guys ready for when they're ready to win a World Series again? Well, there's always some of that projecting that's going on, and of course you've got to make sure that you develop your young talent and don't make them stale. I mean, you know, the, the Cardinals had to move on Carson Kelly because he wasn't getting the opportunity, and Andrew Kisner hasn't had much of a comp- uh, opportunity. Now you've got Ferreira that's close, and maybe the next guy, maybe the next guy that you're going to be really excited about. So th- there's a little piece of that, too, about their their development, but 
you know, I still think the card, honestly, I mean, as weird as it is, I, I just saw something uh, on, a, on a national publication that predicted the Cardinals to win the Central Division in 2021. And so we're thinking, wait a minute, how, how is that true? But you think about what's going on with the Cubs and the Reds and the Brewers, it's not really that illogical to make that statement. So, so uh, m- maybe the future's more now than we think. And, and I'm not, you know, saying that the Cardinals don't need to do some changes and, and get some development out of players that uh, that, that will be really important. But uh, I'm not taking that out, uh, off the table. Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright, Rick, have been the face of the franchise for a long time. These are guys that are ingrained in the Cardinals organization. So if you remo- if you remove them from the team and Colton Wong, so you're you're removing Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, and Colton Wong, who are great defensive players for you. What do you think, or who do you think is the identity of this team? Well, I think the identity almost gets uh, becomes uh, organically um, uh, processed, and and so it, it's hard to say what you what's actually going to happen. And I know, and that's the point of your question. You know, kind of what am I thinking about that? But but it, it, sometimes it comes from different places that you would not expect. Maybe it's maybe it's Paul DeYoung. I mean, maybe he's the uh, identity of the team. Uh, maybe it's maybe Dylan Carlson progresses so quickly uh, as Albert Pujols did. Now, we would never have said Albert Pujols would have been the identity of the Cardinals. Uh, when when he came to spring training wearing number sixty two or whatever number he had, uh, but but he certainly became that, and so uh, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of how that develops. But but I think it will develop, and and clearly part of the identi- identity of the Cardinals right now is that they can flat out pitch. They really can't. Uh, starting rotations going to be solid again, and so is the bullpen. So uh, I think that's a place to start. Rick Horton is with us on Character and Smallman on 101 ESPN. Rick, I want to ask you about the outfield because obviously we saw. Tyler O'Neill win a gold glove. He can play defensively. We, we know Harrison Bader can play defensively. What have you seen from those two from a positive perspective that leads you to believe that they'll be representative offensive performers? Well, you know, it, I, you see flashes of it. You know, we've seen it, again, spring training, minor leagues, uh, fall, fall, fall league in Arizona for Tyler O'Neill, where he's the best player there. Now, you know, you're, you're reaching back now, but you almost have to reach back now because in my mind, uh, 2020 has been just a goofy season to say, let's hang our hat on this is exactly who these players are, both good, bad, and indifferent. I think you can, you know, there's an old saying about spring training that that, that can be fool's gold, and I think you can you can say the same thing about a 58-game schedule uh, to say either positive or negative. So uh, I think in, in the case of O'Neill, raw power, Bader has power. They both, they both have terrific speed, good defenders. You know, are, are they... You know, are they are they proven big league hitters right now? No, I mean they're not. Uh, can they be? Yeah, I mean the bat speed's there, uh, the uh, understanding is there. They just got to find their way. And and I, you know, I'm still kind of pulling for those guys as well as Lane Thomas, who was who was just. I mean, it was just an awful year for him, and and, and certainly COVID had a lot to do with that. Rick, Carlos Martinez in the news again. He is mm-hmm. uh, in the headlines for the COVID violations in the Dominican Republic. And if this was an isolated incident, I think people would look at it as a disappointing decision, but they might be able to look past it. But it's just another thing in a long line of instances with Carlos Martinez when he's in the news for the wrong reasons. So what was your reaction when you read this news about Carlos? Well, when I first read the news, I thought, uh-oh, what happened? I mean, you know, Carlos is not a guy that likes to, clearly likes to sit around and watch TV and do crossword puzzles. I mean, he, he's just a fun guy. He's a social guy, and, and that gets him in trouble. And clearly, you know, there's no excuse for, for, for several of the things that, you know, that he's got involved with. But you got to love him. I mean, he's a truly likable guy when you're around him. He really is. And so when I found out what he actually did, I thought, okay, well, maybe wrong place, wrong time. Maybe that lack of judgment. I mean, it wasn't. 
you know, it wasn't some serious, uh, well, it's always serious, of course, when it comes to social distancing, but, you know, this was not a, any kind of a violent situation. It was just kind of a, a lapse of judgment. So, uh, but, you know, you add up one plus one plus one plus one, and the number starts to get bigger. And so, you know, he's, he clearly has to uh, continue to, 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 to work at making changes uh, in his life to, to say that, you know, that, that you're not, we're not going to add one more to this because at some point you, the management gets tired of, uh, tired of dealing with it. From a pitching standpoint, where are you at with Carlos Martinez? Do you have confidence that we're going to see that guy that can be an anchor in the rotation like he claims he wants to be? I'm hopeful for that, but I can't say, boy, I, I'm sure of that. I really can't. You don't know. I mean, he, 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 I think he certainly took some steps backwards last year. Uh, and again, he might be one of those guys uh, like Lane Thomas where, you know, you might if, if any two players were affected the most physically, I would say those two guys probably were. And, and I don't even know that for a fact, but that's just anecdotally from talking to players. And so if those are the two guys that were physically most affected, you know, maybe that explains why they're most affected in terms of their performance on the field. So, again, I don't want to kind of, you know, throw too much water on top of his uh, his high ceiling, but. You know, I, I, I wouldn't count him out, but but he's going to have to show some things, I think, to regain that, even to be a starter. I mean, Cardinals have good young starters. I like Woodford. I like Oviedo. And certainly Ponce got better. And, and, uh, and Austin Gomber's been good, really, as long as he's been healthy. So I think there's plenty of good choices in the, in the starting rotation if Carlos doesn't pan out. Rick, all of those guys count on defense, and I get why the Cardinals didn't pick up the option on Colton Wong. Out of 142 qualified hitters, he was number 126 in OPS this past season. So he's probably not a $12.5 million player. But he's all, he was also a key to the Cardinals winning because, like you say, it's a team that can pitch and they're all about run suppression. If Wong isn't back, are they going to be able with Tommy Edmond at second base to do the things that they did defensively? Well, Tommy Edmond did not have a great year defensively last year. He, he he was a little fumbly, and and I again, not a lot of extra work, not a lot of extra infield. Not it's not a, it's not a uh, an excuse. It's a reason why guys were not as sharp as they could be. And he also you know carried six gloves with him. And and maybe if you just give him one glove and say that's what you're going to do, maybe that you get some increased performance there on the defensive side. But you're not going to replace Colton Long's glove. He's he's just spectacular at what he does. But I, I think it's fully about economics. Is he worth $12 million in a different year? I'd say yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but that's the problem. His contract stuck him in a year of a pandemic. And so you know, it's really all about that as far as I'm concerned. And the Cardinals may think they can get you know, four guys that can catch the ball for the same price as one. All right. got to ask you, is it turkey in the Horton household and who prepares it? <laughs> okay. So the, the answer is no, because uh, I am a vegetarian. So uh, there's no, there's no, there's a lot of vegetables. And uh, this year, the, the wonderful people at Capitol Grill are preparing our Thanksgiving. And nice. I'm going to pick it up. And I'm going to pick it up. We've done that for the last four years since we're empty nesters. And, and we've loved it. We usually dine in, but now we're dining out. And uh, we just uh, kind of, Ann and I just enjoy, uh, enjoy the holiday being together and, and talking to our kids on Zoom. So that's that's our plan. That's fantastic. Rick, have a great Thanksgiving. We always appreciate you taking the time to join us, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Good to be with you. Happy Thanksgiving. See you. That is our friend Rick Horton joining us on 101 ESPN. So he's one of the people that agrees. In 2021, as much as we like Colton Wong, the guy, and as great as he is defensively, winning back-to-back gold gloves at second base, mm-hmm. he's just not a $12 million player. I would hope that the Cardinals can bring him back for 
a lesser salary. And there was a report that he turned down a, a multi-year offer from the Cardinals. But I would think two years, $7 million, mm-hmm. that's probably about where his game is right now. That's probably about the price that he's the market is going to be for him and what he's worth as a baseball player. Based on the money he was supposed to get, I'm sure he thought he could command more mm-hmm. on the market. But to your point, looking at the financial landscape of baseball right now and the way that the position is being valued, I'm sure he's getting a dose of reality in a way that the numbers might not be where he expected them to be. And it's it's a weird year. And maybe he'll look at his options and say, yeah, the stability of playing in an organization that I know and a manager I, I know and a team that I love – uh, provides more value for me in one way than it does maybe taking a little bit more money elsewhere. And maybe because of the years that he got out of that contract, maybe he's looking for the opportunity to win a ring. There you go. At his age, he's 30 now. I know. Maybe he's thinking, okay, I'm on the back end here, and I just got non-tendered. I, I, they didn't pick up my option. I'm going to go somewhere where I have a really good chance to win a World Series. And I would hope that for him. Next up on 101 ESPN with Carriker and Smallman, it's today's big thing. A lot going on in the NFL. Are we going to have a Thursday night game? We'll talk about that next on 101 ESPN. Looking for holiday gifts for less? Come to Ross and say yeah to making your dollar stretch on name brand toys, clothes, and gifts. Get the gift of savings this holiday from Ross. Yes for less. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.